0: We have these huge houses and it's just natural that we fill the space up because we have the space, but, it, but we fill it up with stuff that we don't need. And I think when we think about that, you know, it's just stuff and it holds us back.
1: Welcome to the Tiny House Lifestyle Podcast, the show where you learn how to plan, build and live the tiny lifestyle. I'm your host, Ethan Waldman, and this is episode 68 with Matt Meshi from Liberation Tiny Homes. Liberation Tiny Homes combines fine Amish craftsmanship, affordable pricing, and a pretty quick turnaround time to produce a tiny house package that is pretty appealing. They have preset models, they have custom models, and they can work in a range of different sizes and styles. On the show today, I'll ask Matt to give us an inside look at the workings of Liberation Tiny Homes, his tips for working with gooseneck trailers versus regular flatbed trailers, and how this company, that has built over 60 tiny houses has seen the tiny house movement change over the last four years. I want to tell you about the sponsor for today's episode, Jamaica Cottage Shop, pioneers of the PCK, or pre-cut kit. You can literally build one of hundreds of buildings from sheds to tiny houses and even larger cabins yourself. All of the precision cut pieces for the building come labeled and color coded with clear, easy to follow instructions, shipped to you for free almost anywhere in North America. The kits are 100% made in the USA from rough sawn hemlock and eastern white pine. I personally used a Jamaica Cottage Shop pre-cut kit when I needed to build a five foot by eight foot storage shed for my tiny house. And the cost was literally less than if I had gone to the lumberyard to buy the raw materials myself. Plus, having all the pieces pre-cut and labeled saved a ton of build time. Right now, Jamaica Cottage Shop is offering listeners of our show $100 off a purchase of $1,000 or more. Just head over to JamaicaCottageShop.com slash THLP and use or mention the coupon code THLP when you order. That's JamaicaCottageShop.com slash THLP, coupon code THLP, for $100 off a purchase of $1,000 or more. Limit one use per customer, expires November 30th, 2019. Cannot be combined with any other promotion and does not apply to past or current orders. Thank you so much to Jamaica Cottage Shop for sponsoring our show. All right, I am here with Matt Meshi. Matt Meshi works in sales and marketing for Liberation Tiny Homes based in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. He loves tiny houses and helping people live the life that they've dreamed about by downsizing and having more financial freedom. Matt's sister, Melissa, lives in the gooseneck home that Liberation built, and he worked with her closely to design the home. Matt, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you, Ethan. Thanks for having me. Um, I really appreciate it and really looking forward to uh, having a conversation with you.
1: Great. Good to have you on. I was curious if you could just tell me a bit about the history of Liberation Tiny Homes. When did it start? Who started it? Why did they start it, yeah?
0: Yeah, absolutely, great questions. That's one of the uh, most uh, frequently asked questions I get. So um, we've been here for about four years. So we started in the summer of 2015, and the owner, James Stausfus, and his wife, Rosemary, were the founders of the company. And James has been in residential construction his whole life. Um, So I don't know how familiar you are with Lancaster, uh, Pennsylvania. We're kind of in southeast Pennsylvania, and we're we're kind of right in the heart of Amish country, which is what makes us a little bit unique. Um, so James, his family, he has Amish in his family. So does his wife, Rosemary. So does several members of our team as well. Um, so that's kind of an interesting, unique uh, kind of background to our company. But um, in this area, especially Lancaster County, it's kind of known for craftsmanship. Um, Amish are exceptional builders, special attention to detail, and we think that really carries into our company, but, um, getting back to the start of the company, James founded it 2015. He's been in residential construction kind of his whole life and, um, was working down towards the Philadelphia area, working on these really large homes, these excessive homes. Sometimes it was people's second or third homes. Things like that. And he just saw a lot of waste, a lot of excess, and a lot of money being wasted too. And um, just wasn't really satisfied with what he was doing. And kind of at the same time, kind of caught wind of the tiny house movement and ended up going out to Colorado for one of the first tiny house shows and doing about a year worth of research. And then he actually built one in his backyard. Uh, He lived right in Lancaster City, built one in his backyard just in his spare time on the nights and weekends turn that original home into an Airbnb. And, uh, that went really well and, um, never really kind of expected to it to get where it is today, but, um, just kind of slowly snowballed into a full-time business to a point where he ended up kind of going all in and saying, Hey, I think we actually have something here. And I think I can, I can start an actual business around this idea of tiny houses. And here we are about four years later, and there's about nine team members and, um, we're, we're staying busier than ever.
1: That's awesome. What would you say are the types of tiny homes that, that Liberation is best at? Or is there something that you're really known for?
0: Yeah, um, I think our farmhouse model is what um, people think of when they think of Liberation. That's probably gotten the most publicity and, and definitely our most popular house to date. Um, and if you're not familiar with it, it's kind of that more traditional style with like the peaked roof and the dormers. It's kind of that modern, modern farmhouse aesthetic. It has the shiplap walls and kind of those rustic wood accent materials on the beams and things like that. And people seem to love that look. Again, we're kind of like in that whole time period of, of uh, Magnolia and Chip and Joanna Gaines and with the TV shows, those things kind of all tied together. And that's been a really popular style for us. But now we're starting to kind of branch out into some different options. And we're essentially a custom tiny home builder. We really only have one model that's not very customizable. And then other than that, uh, we work with our clients to really customize our homes. And we have several different styles. And we do completely custom designs as well. But I'd say I'd say the farmhouse is is what people think of probably when they think of liberation.
1: Nice. Yeah. And I'm looking at some photos now, which I will link to from the show notes page for this episode. And it's a really nice combo of, you know, white walls, Mm -hmm. just clean lines, but then also a nice use of of natural looking wood. So the trim around the windows is not painted or it's probably stained or Mm -hmm. protected somehow, but you know, you really get that juxtaposition of wood against a nice white background.
0: Yeah. We love that. I I think, um, we don't use a lot of color, uh, a lot of times it's white walls and then just like the wood accents and we started to do more color and things like that, but we love just kind of clean, simple lines, kind of that minimal design. And then just really make sure the materials are quality materials and the workmanship kind of speaks for itself. And obviously if you're in a small space, you notice the details. So we try to make sure the details are taken care of with those clean, simple lines. And it's really a sharp look, I think.
1: Yeah, I agree. How many homes has Liberation built
0: to date? Yeah, great question. I think it's about 67 projects to date as a company. And uh, again, that started from James building his first one to kind of where we're at now. And uh, I think we're on pace to do maybe 35 to 40 this year. Wow. uh, in, In total. And that that is a mix of some shells. So we do custom shells for our clients and we have several different stages there where we'll kind of help get them started, create a custom design and kind of give them the foundation to finish it themselves. And then we're doing fully finished turnkey homes as well. So it's a mix of both. But I think, yeah, think about 35 to 40 projects this year.
1: Wow. So what's the lead time? Like, If somebody was like, I want a Liberation tiny home as soon as possible. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the thing people always say as soon as possible. And, and sometimes they're a little bit disappointed, but, um, I usually tell people it's about five to six months overall, um, from the time they order the home until it's finished and, and ready for them to kind of move into. So usually that that's a couple month lead time and then, uh, anywhere from a six to 12 week actual construction
1: time. Wow. Six to 12 weeks. That's, that's enviously fast.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, we're fortunate. Uh, we have a great shop. Uh, you know, we can fit several homes in and we can build everything inside. And then again, uh, you know, all the credit goes to our team. Um, when I started at the company, I've been there about a year and eight months now. So I haven't been there from the beginning, but I started, uh, working on the floor, working on the houses, but I'm in the office now so I can't take any credit for actually building, but we have a great team. Uh, each team member specializes in a certain area, whether it's whether it's framing or painting or electrical, and uh, they just really work well together and we can really build our homes efficiently and, and pretty quick for, for a fully custom home, I think.
1: Are you fabricating your own trailers or are you working with a, a trailer manufacturer?
0: We're we're working with a local trailer manufacturer. Um, that's about the only thing that we don't do ourselves. Um, occasionally, we'll get some subcontracting in to to do some other things. But um, other than the trailer itself, which we're working with a great local trailer manufacturer, he custom builds every every trailer for each project. And then um, we get the trailer in, and then we pretty much do everything else ourselves.
1: Nice. And then in terms of um, construction materials, or, or- building envelope. Mm-hmm. Are these stick-framed houses? Are they SIPs? Are they steel-framed? A mix of some of all of the above? Uh, it's,
0: it, it's a mix of some. It's primarily stick frame. Um, that's kind of what we specialize in. And again, kind of with that background of the construction and the framing in this area, um, it's, it's a lot of just stick-built framed houses. So that's what we're familiar with. That's what we know how to use. We're very quick and efficient at it and uh, have a lot of trust in the product. So that's primarily what we're doing. But then we also get into some other things on special projects with metal framing and different things like that.
1: Nice. So it kind of sounds like it just depends what the customer wants or needs.
0: Yeah, you're right. Um, you know, if the customer needs metal framing, we'll do that. If they have special requests, um, you know, we'll do that. I was talking to someone this morning that wants to do like a barrel roof, and we haven't done that before. But or if that's something they're looking for, we'll dive into that and see see if we can do that for them. So, yeah, again, we're kind of a custom tiny home builder. We kind of have our frameworks that we know work and we work within. But then we're open to new ideas and constantly kind of evolving, changing things, you know, to be the best practices and the best methods that we can
1: use. What's the range in cost of, of your average homes?
0: Ah, oh, it's a tough question. You're going to put me on the spot here. Um, so. We have a couple different ranges on some different models. I would say most homes end up being probably, if you were to average it out, maybe sixty to $70,000. Okay. Um, you know, we have our Rumspringa model, um, which that's kind of a fun um, <laughs> Pennsylvania Dutch kind of Amish term, if you <laughs> yeah. if you haven't heard that word yep. before. Um, but we have our Rumspringa model, which is kind of our entry-level tiny house. It's kind of based on the farmhouse, but it has a fixed floor plan, fixed materials. And you know, that starts at forty five thousand at twenty four feet long. And for that's like for a
1: fully... completed house?
0: That's for a finished house with appliances, yeah, completely finished house. Um, so that's like the entry level, kind of on the lower end, and then we go up to you know, up over a hundred thousand uh, dollars, sometimes.
1: Yeah, that's I mean, that's a great entry level starting price. I mean, I'm thinking of my own house. Mm-hmm. That, you know, was in the mid 20s in materials and then I right. hired out some work and, you know, I probably ended up spending in the mid 30s and mm-hmm. plus many hundreds, if not over <laughs> a thousand hours of my right. own time. So 45 right. is like, I mean, not saying that they're the same houses, but that yeah. is a great starting point to be able to, yeah. to offer there.
0: Yeah, that was, that was kind of the goal. We introduced that model last year, and that kind of came from actually about a year of planning and, and talking about it. And we had a lot of people kind of ask us for that, that sweet spot that that house landed in of 24 feet long and that kind of that forty five dollars to $50,000 price range. And so we kind of came up with a really practical floor plan, and I think it's a really great quality house um, at that price point. And then, you know, there's some upgrade options and things like that, that people can do, but we really wanted to be able to, I mean, that's, you know, that's the whole reason James, uh, the owner of the company got into this as well. Like I said, in the beginning, he was tired of the waste and the excess and, and all this excessive money. And he, he really loves kind of the heart of the tiny house movement, which is helping people, you know, live affordable lives, get out of debt, have, have, um, not be tied down to mortgages and and that's also where the name liberation kind of comes from um just uh helping people kind of have freedom and so we really wanted you know we do fully custom homes over a hundred thousand dollars which are awesome and we love that and there's a there's a time and a place for that but we really wanted to kind of be true to the whole tiny house movement as well and help people that are that don't want to spend a hundred thousand dollars so that was kind of the goal behind that model
1: so Liberation's been operating for 4 years. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed any changes in what people want or just in tiny homes in general over the course of that time?
0: Yeah, um absolutely. Yeah, it's it's definitely evolving. Um I think we've seen people kind of shift a little bit larger in scale. And and I don't know if this is true for other builders as well or not, but it was it was towards the the smaller side of tiny houses originally. So it was 24 feet was definitely our most popular length. And now I would say we're, we're doing a lot more 28 feet to 32 feet long. We're starting to do more goosenecks as well. So that's something that, that people are becoming more aware of and, and seeing the options. Um, overall, I would say people are, are much more educated about tiny houses than they were, you know, a few years ago, people would come in and, and really not have any idea what a tiny house was so we'd have to spend a lot of our time educating people kind of bringing them up to speed on what a tiny house is you know how it's different from a an rv or a a park model home and now people are coming in and i'm amazed at how how prepared they are and how much research they've done and how much they've of their time they've poured into researching tiny houses so that's that's awesome for us that makes our job easier and um really helps to have people kind of know what they're looking for so we can kind of help them get there but yeah i would say overall people seem to be shifting a little bit larger they still want the idea of a tiny house but they might not need the extreme small tiny house they might want just a little bit more space a little bit more comfortable so that they can really kind of live in it more comfortably than being kind of crammed into a smaller house I would say that's kind of the overarching theme I've noticed over the last year or two.
1: What does a 32-foot tiny house on wheels weigh?
0: Uh, For our projects, they average about 16,000 pounds uh, finished. So a good rule of thumb for our homes are about 500 pounds a linear foot. Okay. So, um, you know, do the quick math, just kind of divide the overall the overall size of the house in half, and that's how many thousands of pounds. So a 20-foot house would be at about 10,000 pounds. 30-foot house, about 15,000 pounds. That's a pretty good general rule of thumb. It, it changes a little bit depending on the materials, but, um, but that's kind of the averages.
1: Got it. Mm-hmm. And as a follow-up to the, you know, how have you seen things change over the years? Where do you see things going? Do you, do you see them continuing to get larger? Um, yeah,
0: yeah, that, that's a tough question. I, I wish I knew, but, but that's kind of the fun thing about it, you know, because it is such a new industry, um, we don't know where it's going. You know, we've only been here four years. The, the tiny house movement's been here for decades, but it kind of the version that we see today has only been here for five or 10 years. So who knows what's going to happen in the future? And, and that's kind of the exciting, but also. The challenging part, you know, about this, I think that it's. I don't think it's going anywhere. You know, a lot of people think it's a fad, or it's just going to fade away, or these are just another fancy name for a park model or a trailer home or something like that. And, and it's clearly different. It's it's um, it's people that are really being intentional with their lives and what they want with their life and how they want to live their life and. And that's why we love this business and working with the clients that we do. So I'm not quite sure where it's going to go in the future. I think it's going to continue to get better as the legality issues kind of continue to evolve and the financing issues kind of continues to get easier as well. Those are, you know, those are the two things that, that really hold people back at this point. So I think as that continues to get easier and and people can find places to put these it's going to become even more popular than it is already. You know, I think, I think the TV shows and those kind of things are going to die off over time because they've kind of had their lifespan probably and all, and on the downturn of their popularity, but I don't, I don't see the tiny house movement going anywhere or disappearing. Um, I think there's some really exciting things coming up in the future, as far as communities and hotels and developments and, and we're really excited about the future. We're not, we're not quite sure where it's going, but we're definitely in for the ride and, and we're going to evolve and change and adapt and, and just kind of keep pushing forward through it.
1: Nice. I wanted to ask you actually about goosenecks because um, I like yeah. your gooseneck design. And you mentioned that your, your sister actually lives in one that Liberation built.
0: She does. Yeah. Yeah, I was absolutely. Curious,
1: you know, as you approach that, those high 20s or low 30 foot lengths, Mhm. When would you steer a client towards a gooseneck versus just a flatbed?
0: Yeah, great question. Um I get that question a lot. So it, it can be different sizes, but as a general rule of thumb, we say at 32 feet or above is kind of the sweet spot to switch over to a gooseneck style trailer. And you know, for those of you who aren't aren't familiar with a gooseneck style trailer, it's a raised bed kind of on the front of the trailer and it kind of mounts into the back of a pickup truck bed. So you kind of have a raised, generally we do an eight foot kind of gooseneck bed and then and then the flatbed for the remainder of the house. So generally we're doing that at 32 feet and above. And that just comes into play for a variety of reasons. Um, when you go to move the house, it just, it handles a lot better. It, the weight's distributed better. The maneuverability is better as far as turning. The house doesn't sway as much as with a bumper pull trailer. So there's a lot of benefits there um, as far as when you go to move the house. And then it kind of breaks up the floor plan of the house as well. And some people, it's kind of one of those maybe love it or hate it type things. But it can be really cool to kind of have two different levels to your house. And it gives you a lot of flexibility with how you use the space. And if you put a a bedroom up there, which is probably the most popular option, or a living room or or, um, another space, there's a lot of flexibility there. But as kind of a general rule of thumb, uh, about 32 feet is kind of where we recommend switching over.
1: Got it. And then how how long can you go?
0: Uh, you can go pretty long. Um, we generally cap out at about 40 feet long. Um, we have two 40-foot uh, gooseneck trailers that we're getting ready to start here within the next few weeks. So those are really fun projects that we're looking forward to. There's other builders that build longer than that, you know, up to 50 feet or even above that. But we kind of found that about 40 feet is is large enough. I mean, that's a pretty large house. Um, it might not sound a lot. I mean, it's still under 400 square feet, but people are always amazed at how large that size house feels when they actually walk through it and step inside it. So we rarely kind of have a demand for anything above 40 feet at this point.
1: Okay. And the gooseneck trailers, correct me if I'm wrong, are a bit more mm-hmm. expensive than than your bumper pole
0: they are yeah they're um you know maybe fifteen hundred two thousand dollars more on average than a bumper pull trailer for the the trailer itself, and then it would just depend on on how you build out the house correct
1: got it well it does definitely does add a lot of options. I think the floor plan is a really good point because you know at 30, 35, 40 feet, you can end up with this like tunnel effect. Mm, yeah, yeah, exactly. And figuring out how to break that up and, you know, add that second plane is a nice thing to do.
0: Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. Um, at some point when you get large enough, it does just feel kind of like this long, narrow, you know, almost like you're living in a, in a hallway in a, in a you know, a 40 foot hallway. So, you know, we do our best to work around that, but but having that different level actually gives you a lot of flexibility. It kind of is a is a nice architectural feature of the house, and it can really uh, make it nice for a variety of reasons.
1: What kind of technology do you incorporate in your builds? I'm thinking like smart home type things, or maybe there are things that I'm not even thinking of.
0: Yeah. So, you know, we just did a house recently that had like, a, you know, a video doorbell on it and security cameras and things like that. We've done houses with with smart speakers and things like that. We haven't done a lot of it in the past, but but we've had more clients recently interested in those types of things and kind of integrating the, the smart home um, features. Actually, there's a really cool company up in Connecticut, I guess kind of up in your neck of the woods, roughly. Um, but it's a company called Oak Hill, and they're in Connecticut. We built a shell for them, and they ended up finishing it out themselves. But they actually built, they call it a smart home on wheels. So they call it a show um, smart home on wheels. And they kind of decked out the whole thing with all these different smart products, You know, anything from just like a, an Alexa and and um, Nest thermostats and all those types of things and and many other things as well. And they actually focus on kind of housing for senior citizens, and they're using it as a house to take around to all these different shows to kind of show people all these smart home products that they can use. So that was a really great product. They really decked that house out with about every kind of smart feature that you could use in a tiny house. So that's something to look into if you kind of want to see what they did. They have a video on YouTube walking through the house, and and, and it, it, they really did a nice job with it. But yeah, we're starting to use kind of, I think the most popular thing is like cameras. Uh, security is always an issue. People are always you know, concerned about somebody stealing their house or breaking in. So you can use smart cameras that are connected to Wi-Fi, GPS trackers as well, things like that. So I think uh, it's going to become almost a standard probably here that we incorporate some of those smart features into the house because it just doesn't cost that much extra. And it just it it makes a lot of sense to to use those things.
1: Great. Well, one thing that I like to ask all my guests is what are two or three resources I usually ask that have inspired you on your tiny house journey, but maybe you could share some things like if you have someone come to you who wants to learn more, what are some resources that that you point people to?
0: Yeah, great question. I guess I could give a shout out to my sister because. I I wasn't too familiar with tiny houses before her and a few years ago, you know, all she was talking about was tiny houses and, and that's how I ended up getting connected with liberation. And I was looking for kind of a career change at, at that same time. And that's, you know, I just, they weren't hiring at the time, but I just reached out and say, Hey, I love what you're doing. I love your company. Is there any way I can be involved And And luckily enough, you know, they, they saw a need and, and thought I could help them out. And, and it, and I've really loved working for the company for almost two years now but but my sister got me involved and since then i kind of just dove in and and have really enjoyed kind of the process and learning about tiny houses and the tiny house movement listening to your podcast and just youtube and all these different resources um yeah there's i mean there's so many people on youtube and on on instagram that are just so inspiring and and i always get inspired by you know i'm pretty much the point of contact when people contact liberation and when they come to our shop you know we offer appointments where people can just book on our website they can come in i can meet with them i can show them the homes we're working on and and answer any questions and just help them however i can and and i always love kind of hearing people's stories and why they're thinking about a tiny house that's that's essentially the first question i ask them you know tell me why you want a tiny house and i never quite know what they're going to say and i and i love hearing all their different responses to that question and and hearing what motivates them and things like that you know i think i'm a fan of the minimalist movement in general as a as a whole and that's something that inspires me and and i think just ties right into the whole tiny house movement so big fan of like the minimalists themselves you know joshua and ryan yep i'm sure you're familiar with them and, and i'm sure a lot of your audience are as well you know, I listened to a podcast they did, and it was a while back. They did a podcast. It's called the School of Greatness podcast um, with a guy named Lewis Howes. And Joshua was the one on that podcast. And he kind of listed three things, which is kind of the minimalist movement in his view as a whole. But I think it, I think it plays really well in the tiny houses as well. And, I, and this is something I've told people before. But he said three things that kind of stood out to me during that interview. He said, number one, let it go. It's just stuff. And I think that's, that's true. I mean, we, we have these huge houses and it's just natural that we fill the space up because we have the space, but it would, but we fill it up with stuff that we don't need. And I think when we think about that, you know, it's just stuff and it holds us back from doing all these things in life that we really want to do, but we can't do because we have all this stuff and then we have to work for this stuff and pay for this stuff. And we don't really want the stuff to begin with, but it's kind of this cycle that we get trapped into. So. I think that's great. Just let it go. It's just stuff. Another thing he said was, love people and use things because the opposite never works. And And that's something I think is, is so true. I think the people I get inspired about with tiny houses are people that want to spend time with their family and friends. And then they, wanna, they want experiences and they want to travel and they just want more freedom in their life and they don't want to be tied down by things and stuff. And it kind of ties into that first point as well, but just don't just use things. Things are valuable. They make life easier, but just love people, love life and, and do what you want to do in life. I mean, life is short and people get held up with, with all these traps of life of, of what they think they have to do or what their parents want them to do. And, and when it comes down to it, life is so short and I love people that come in our doors because it's people that are intentional with living their life and they know what they want and they think that a tiny house is going to help them achieve all their goals and dreams. And I don't think I really answered your question there, but that's kind of what um, inspires me about tiny houses. If if I'm pointing people towards resources, again, I'm I'm shooting them over to some YouTube channels like living big in a tiny house and and things like that, and then I'm pointing out some Instagram, the minimalist things like that. But um, yeah, that's kind of my my view on the tiny house movement. Not sure if it answered your question or not.
1: Yeah, no that that definitely answers the question. It's it's an open ended question, so everyone can answer it in whatever way they feel. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, Matt Meshi, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. This was great.
0: This was a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you again for, for having me. i um, big fan of the podcast, and, and it's exciting to, to actually be talking to you and kind of continuing the conversation about tiny houses.
1: Thank you so much to Matt Meshy for being a guest on the show. You can find the show notes, including links to the resources that Matt mentioned, and lots of photos of Liberation Tiny Homes at thetinyhouse.net slash 068. That's thetinyhouse.net slash 068. I want to tell you about the sponsor for today's episode, Jamaica Cottage Shop, pioneers of the PCK or pre-cut kit. You can literally build one of hundreds of buildings from sheds to tiny houses and even larger cabins yourself. All of the precision cut pieces for the building come labeled and color-coded with clear, easy-to-follow instructions shipped to you for free almost anywhere in North America. The kits are 100% made in the USA from rough sawn hemlock and eastern white pine. I personally used a Jamaica Cottage Shop pre-cut kit when I needed to build a 5 foot by 8 foot storage shed for my tiny house. And the cost was literally less than if I had gone to the lumberyard to buy the raw materials myself. Plus, having all the pieces pre-cut and labeled saved a ton of build time. Right now, Jamaica Cottage Shop is offering listeners of our show $100 $100 off a purchase of $1,000 or more. Just head over to jamaicacottageshop.com slash THLP and use or mention the coupon code THLP when you order. That's jamaicacottageshop.com slash THLP, coupon code THLP for $100 off a purchase of $1,000 or more. Limit one use per customer. Expires November 30th, 2019 cannot be combined with any other promotion and does not apply to past or current orders. Thank you so much to Jamaica Cottage Shop for sponsoring our show.